You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've had a busy week, but, uh, but a good week. Than yourself, good. yeah, I've had a I've had a good week. It's yeah. definitely been busy. I always say this: you got two kids and two businesses, so it's always busy. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah if it's not busy, you just have a time off. That's exactly that's the definition of busy. You are absolutely in the uh, in the crucible of life. Yeah, so um, young family and young businesses is. Uh, it's a it's a test of fire, but you're uh, you're going well, mate. Yeah, it's a beautiful time. We're really lucky, fortunate, and all the rest. Um, and I can smell spring coming. I've managed oh, to go for a that. jog, which is great. Yeah. Um, COVID really knocked me over the head. Mm. So I went for another jog and I'm like, wow, you can still feel it. Like, yeah, it's weird. Just, just sitting sitting there. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, it's mm. the friend that never left. <laughs> <laughs> the unwanted party guest. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, Always the last to leave. Uh, but no, it's been nice. You can feel it sort of changing here. And uh, so it just feels, you know, I think it's a change. You can almost feel morning of like the morning of winter. Yeah. But missing the warm fires and. You know, it's just funny. We Victorians, for anyone listening in who doesn't really know Victoria, we really feel the seasons and embrace them. We get probably six, arguably, seasons a year, if not more, depending on what's happening with the climate. Yeah, well, in in Indigenous, in the Indigenous calendar, there are, there's seven in Victoria. Yeah, and that makes a lot more sense than our poxy kind of um, four, I guess, is kind of, you know, Westerners. And I've also never understood why our seasons here start... um, like on September 1st, December 1st, etc. So obviously in the Northern Hemisphere, they tend to be on the 21st and timed around the equinox. So we that's another gotta, little wrinkle that I've never <laughs> never fully wrapped my head around. Yeah, it's just the <clears throat> colonial legacy just keeps going on and an Australian warped take on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, I won't try to um, do the pronunciation, but we're moving into, and you feel it, right? If you kind of actually tune into it, it's like, so the blossom is starting, which is not linked to temperature, but it's linked to light. Hmm. So the light is back, but then what you start to feel is kind of like you start to see other signs that kind of um, the, the winter, wind the wind has kind of now switched and it's a bit warmer, a bit warmer in terms of kind of where it's actually coming from. And it's yeah, it's it is it's kind of we've had a few more days of that, but it'll switch back for a little while. Yeah. And then that's when it always gets yeah, and it uh, claps you over the head and it, it becomes spring down like yeah. classic <laughs> spring is very exactly. wintry. But we're going deep into to weather, and I'm trying to so we've got this pressure system coming yeah. and the globe's <laughs> feeling it and that is where we're bouncing off today and going into sort of uh what lean means or what money means and how our relationship to money is changing um yeah. over time and i suppose it's coming off the back end of everyone experiencing global pandemic but then everyone experiencing a global response that was create a lot of money that was not there sort of 10 percent gdp yep. across the globe is, is a huge amount of cash to put in there and sort of i suppose to use today to understand or to i don't know like investigate or just talk you and i hmm. how relationship around money is changing because obviously the messaging around money in australia across the globe is tightened belts yeah it's hard times interest rates going up cost of money is going up yeah the promise of free money for a while there was we were meant to be going into 2024 
Yes, that's true. Um, yeah. what, what are we now? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, not even. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're not even halfway through. The, well, I guess we're yeah. yeah over the halfway mark now. But yeah, so the, the, no. the, I suppose the uh, the assumptions that were there mm. have changed, yes. and everything's the messaging is flipped. Uh, I don't know if everyone's caught up with it or what, but then there's also something happening in the background, and that is sort of. <coughs> tokenized economy and that's coming into e-commerce it's coming into a lot of spaces that we've spoken about around how to sustain ideas how to sustain community and how to actually transfer value that sort of steps or sidesteps that but still uses the value and where that value distribution capture yep for sure for sure and i mean there's there's a lot in that <laughs> so as a as a as a problem statement but if we if we kind of i think well, this maybe- was sort of a, a a landscape statement. Yeah. That was the view. That yeah, was that's the view. view. That's now the view we from take a walk. Now right, we take well. a little walk through. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, there's a, yeah, it's a, it's a fair old hike then. It's to a vista. Kind of, it's it's a a vista. vista. <laughs> I've got a vista and I'm like, oh, geez, I should have brought some water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, I mean, I think there's a, there's a few parts. To, we can get you some water. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I've got a coffee. Thank you. There's, there's a few things, you know, the kind of, I guess, like looking at that vista to probably to, to landmark. The first, I think, is that what is money when you really kind of boil Mm. it back so spending a bit of time chatting about that because if you think about it just in that way it allows you to think about kind of what we did during the pandemic and then my kind of um add add to that of kind of like perhaps it's a gully to kind of um, dig into around kind of like the token or the kind of really the the um, blockchain um kind of um distributed ledger economy that is actually starting to kind of emerge that was that was there, mm. right? And then we've kind of had this um, pump in through uh, through kind of the pandemic of, um, you know, basically everyone got free money and a lot of people chose to put it into things like crypto. Um, and now we're seeing a gigantic unwinding of that. I was saying um, to a colleague yesterday, I was up in, up in the city and on kind of one billboard, there's an ad for crypto. And on the next kind of digital billboard, they're running the news and it's like the death of oh, another God. kind of crypto um, exchange. And like that's... I don't think that's a long-term thing in terms of like, I think the value of crypto in terms of what it actually is, is more interesting than the value and the price that the actual asset class got yeah, into. the utility of it. The utility. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is once, I think that's what sort of this winter does to it in a way, yeah. is allow the utility to speak a little bit louder than the quick money for sure because that's what it became right it became a it became a, a gold rush scheme. it became an ass yeah a ponzi scheme an asset class just as you see you know in in any type of thing so it's kind of starting i guess starting from what is money i think it's a money. good way to start this walk yeah <laughs> so what is what is money money is a it's a unit of transfer of value however you want to frame it and there's loads of stuff that has kind of happened over the years in terms of where money comes from was I was trying to figure out a universal way that we could put value on something that we didn't necessarily have to kind of figure out and stuff but I think the other part of money that is really important to understand is that it is an instrument of government policy you know in terms of where it actually actually lands and really it is the actually the ultimate form of kind of um, control mm-hmm. really in terms of as a as a government in terms of over its citizenship is that you know they run the mint they run the the printing press so to speak and then also 
Although, depending on where you live, um, certainly here in Australia, as well as kind of most Commonwealth countries, we have what's called the, the Reserve Bank um, that sits slightly separate yeah, um, to, to government. But you do get a sense that that kind of how arm's length actually is it um, in terms of kind of how that how that works. But, you know, kind of stay, trying to stay out of the politics because I think that would take us down another road. That's a completely different vista. But, the, but in money in that context is policy. So mm. it's about kind of are we... What are we trying to do with the economy? Are we trying to make it more liquid or are we trying to actually make it less liquid? And what are we trying to do with kind of then, um, you know, pricing signals or kind of liquidity, a lot of these these things. And by starting to, again, it's really interesting is that by kind of even just putting up interest rates slightly, you also start to then see that it does interesting things around kind of exchange and currency. So it's not just um, inflation, for example, in Australia, because we import a lot of things. It's not just... Um, the fact that kind of money costs more it's the fact that actually that what it does to our dollar relative to how most commerce is conducted in the world which is usd mm-hmm. um, so us dollar that also then makes the cost of goods go higher yeah hmm. so you get this ripple effect and it just feels very live and as you say very fluid <laughs> and, and then and, some yeah and so everyone's trying to figure out yeah where the rug actually is in the rugs, probably in the sky at the moment, if we're being completely honest. I don't think it's underneath feet. <laughs> no, no, I think a few people have. It's like, it's it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, what do you what do you think about inflation just as a concept? Because it's, it's like you can get so um, sidetracked sometimes around kind of that it's, this this force that is kind of you know it's it's happened to us whereas you know i would probably state um that we did it (laughs) yeah i suppose from someone trying to like complete disclaimer here for anyone listening like i'm purely trying to just understand what i suppose inflation is what it looks like what it actually the implications and i think that's why it was key to paint that vista at the start because i think there's a lot of different changes that weren't happening like ideas and concepts that are actually live there's different cultures around money different cultures around value that weren't here last time we had an inflationary or a recessionary sort of space so it's it's a different landscape at the moment Mm. um but in terms of my take on what's happened with inflation it just feels very much like a pendulum swung you can't just pump like it's my understanding of money is really weird like this is why it's i think this conversation's so key is it's Money feels like it's built on trust. Mm. Like that's the bottom line. It has to have a trust element. Otherwise, exchange of value just feels very one way and it just doesn't sit right. But Mm. then what's happened is we've had 10% of GDP just get created out of nothing. Yep. And to think that we can't, that that doesn't cheapen money for one, but then make it more like where does that all get caught? Yeah, exactly. What does that look like? What are the implications for that going forward? Like, it happened globally mm. um, and that's never happened. Like the speed of that getting put into the economy is ludicrous in yeah. terms of the years that it usually takes for that amount of money to get minted and get For sure. disseminated out into the public is wild. But yeah. then I don't quite get why all of a sudden all the stocks have gone down and I don't quite get all of a sudden like where that cream has gone. Yeah, well, it hasn't It hasn't gone anywhere. But I think that what's... what's but it's in- definitely gone to a few... It's gone places oh sure it's sure, like sure. a river if you would imagine yeah. like a, no, it's, it's, a, it's the right analogy yeah for sure and it's definitely yeah. i think there's a few dams that have <laughs> yeah a few, a few little beavers have caught some stuff and built their own landscape that's true the uh 
I mean, what I would say about the kind of the stock thing is that so stocks are future looking. Yeah. So they're kind of they're they're broadly a capture of the value of the company as it stands, but what's priced in is future earnings. Yeah. So kind of the, I mean that's always the key in kind of any kind of stock valuations to always try to understand kind of the price to earnings and kind of what that's actually at. And <clears throat> what is fascinating at the moment is that even above historic average, and this is why it's interesting, is that like kind of um, PE is still quite high in terms of kind of the pricing that's actually into these companies but the thing about what you're talking about with this kind of this bubble of of money and i think the the great thing that you're talking about there is that money is about trust mm. right so on the back of the u.s dollar it's in god we trust and it's gone from being something that was pegged to mm. you know for um last time we went through something broadly similar you know in terms of the turn of the century in terms of kind of monetary policy in terms of what we've just done was that it was the gold standard yeah. was holding us back it's so just, that you your reserve bank had to have the same amount of gold as it had circulated in currency and we said no we can't have that um that's not working let's for us this. <laughs> let's float this baby Hence and let the it carpet in the sky <laughs> exactly but i do think that the trust part of that is is critical and then you look you know you look at people's relationship to money during kind of a, a time of kind of pandemic etc it's that going into this even going into kind of what we've all been through um during the last kind of um however long three years during covid is that things weren't good before that so you know kind of the most western economies were they looked a lot like japan right which is kind of this this stagflation thing which is that kind of you know inflation's growing but relative earnings are not but kind of broadly um cost of living wasn't really changing because we had a significant technology dividend so technology historically reduces the cost of everything because it reduces friction which mm -hmm. is your kind of point and i think that's what's really interesting about where um nfts and things like that are starting to head is that the friction cost is I think what's going to become the opportunity space for things like kind of tokens and stuff. Because what's happening now is that like if you look at kind of the cost of converting money, trying to figure out interest rates, etc., it's becoming more and more of a burden. But I would argue that we've gone as Western economies, we've gone here's a whole bunch of cash, everyone. But all we've done is gone from like a we've really jumped in to a period of kind of um, hyper stagflation where it's that real wages cannot keep up. With with the price increases so even if you say that on average most employers have given their um staff let's say a three to four percent mm. pay rise inflation typically in terms of what it costs them that's already gone just for the price of money for one and in terms of if they have any form of debt but two it's then if you look out into the world even though like the fuel cost is now coming down and everyone's happy that it's like here in australia it's now at like 170 that's no reason to celebrate <laughs> because it was I, I remember the. That. I mean, in my life, in my grown-up lifetime, I remember when they added the one in yeah. front of, on the petrol pumps, and they had to go back and do it all because no one ever, in a million years, thought they would actually have to do that in terms of the price per liter, not the price you're paying at the pump. And now we're in a world where it's like, well, that's probably going to be broadly the price of that, but if you just look in percentage terms, as an average cost, that is an increase of twenty plus percent, and that. What do you do with that over time? And that's that's in a lot of things. Yeah, so it feels like the king clothes have been revealed, at, mm. like in a way that sort of naked. You yeah. know, it's a, that classic fable yeah. <laughs> that's sure. sort of coming to bear. Yeah. And it's 
Ken's been prancing around going, look at this beautiful clothes I'm wearing. And everyone's yeah, been yeah, yeah. too scared to say, hang on a minute, I can't actually see a single thread on you. In terms of just that it, is, it isn't resting on anything other than a concept or a theory. Mm. It isn't a physical asset. No. It isn't a... It's purely trust in trust. Who is God in the back of that bill? Yep. God knows who. Yep. <laughs> Well, you would say government in, exactly. if you really yeah. extrapolate it but, all the way back and take religion out of it. 100%. Yeah. So, that it's just a very strange thing. And then off the back, we do have a cryptocurrency that is ledged to something, um, like at least a stalwart of that. And it, But then taking it all the way from crypto and all these different avenues of distributing and building in trust into a sort of closed circuit and around actually valuing the people in there and sort of building trust at a different level it's there's opportunity and it's coupled with real sense of globalization so different people who feel different things can feel a community that they might not necessarily be 100 percent attached to geographically but are very much value aligned or very much finding their niche and being able to support something like yeah. We always, I think we both love sport, but we take it back to the sport analogy around clubs and what that means and then taking it from an ecosystem. But that's around interest use, it's around so much. And then what money means in that space is is really being called into question because everyone is feeling the pinch of the traditional legacy idea of what money is because yeah. it's affecting our lives. But then it's like, what are the other avenues to be able to do this? And then that friction mm. is so tricky like if we've if from the back of our conversations around where opportunity lies to create value and that is in a global economy how to make things move a lot quicker that is where a lot of the technology around finance is really sitting and then a lot of they even you even look at (laughs) nfts you take it away from just fast pump and dump art the actual concept of it is amazing in terms of moving moving assets around and who owns what, but then also transfer of that. Yeah, for sure. So it's all there to be able to reduce friction because at the moment we're trying to get paid at the moment from a US company and just the amount of admin time that it takes (laughs) to get set up, to get set up is (laughs) it's it's crazy. And it gets shipped out to uh, different organizations actually look at if you're a big enough company, they actually ship that responsibility just to deal with invoicing. For sure. And you don't go through a zero. It's actually an agency or a Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they'll take their clip and then you're, then you're going to kind of have exchange and kind of carry costs and let's hope you're billing in USD, but um, we'll take that off air. Um, the, the thing that, that is... What's inter- USD? Oh, here we go. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, pause. Uh, <laughs> we'll return after this commercial break. <laughs> no, the, the point you're making, which is absolutely the the thing to try to look through all of the kind of noise that goes with it is that really the cost of money in terms of kind of as a as a thing was favoring people who kind of needed to go into debt to mm. to get things and now that has changed the math is now starting to favor those who have a basis of kind of um assets in terms of kind of the you know so let's just say they have they don't have a mortgage they do have a mortgage already that polarity is kind of there's now a different type of kind of inequality that starts to immediately become apparent Mm. when you when you run through that but then the other layer of that is that there's also then the carry cost of kind of money for a long time was nothing so it's um you know like Like holding 
cash. Yeah, yeah. Well, like debt. Like oh, I mean, yeah. to get like to go and get more money for whatever the the actual carry cost of that debt was very very low. Yeah. Right. So you could kind of just keep going. Oh, I will just refinance. Yeah, it's cool. It's no no worries, etc. Whereas that now becomes something that you can't really do. So kind of well, strange. If you had yeah. stocks, people would be getting they'd be borrowing money to finance yeah. their lives and keeping their money in stocks. Yeah, for sure. Or f- taking, um, basically taking loans to buy to buy stocks, yeah, right? and basically running running the river. Or, God forbid, they did that to buy crypto. But some <laughs> some people have. People would have for sure. Yeah, for sure. So you you've told me I've had. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, all right. No, we'll be back joke. after this commercial. No, no, we should joke. It's legitimate. It's like legitimately very like, stressful for people's lives. So yeah, you shouldn't sure. take the piss. But like, they, that's what they a horrible in. feeling if you're in that. that it sucks. is. It does suck and. But the assumption was that the cost of money was going to stay the same. So therefore, no matter what return I was getting over here, whether that was a percent, yeah. it was more than what I was paying over here, which was nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, we saw negative interest rates. Like if you think yeah. about that. So to hold money was basically um, you were getting punished for that. Yeah. The interesting thing I think that's really starting to come through is that the main banks at the moment are not, um, if you have a large pool of savings that are yeah, they're not cash, passing it on. they're not passionate on but they sure are on the other side in it's, terms of kind of the mortgage side but that's because of they don't know yet i don't think what the true cost of money is and what the actual um they have so much in reserve right in terms of kind of the, what they've actually done through government policy they don't really need to hold the money they don't really need your money so they're like oh well you don't have to keep that here but i think in that i think this this it's like a lot of things like what you're talking about which is the price of like a artifact or art and finding the right kind of um, value for that in a nft sense is much easier to do versus what i think will start to happen is like where do people take these pools of money and start to find return around kind of being the you know the lender for example these become all use cases for the technology that is a new system and kind of this token-based stuff that you're talking about. Because if you are sitting on a pool of money and the the main banks in terms of kind of yeah. legacy banks, which are not going to go anywhere, um, they are, and you know, the, you can try to build a neo bank, but you're going to fail. But what is interesting is like, you go, okay, well, you've got a whole bunch of kind of cash over here. You're never going to get the return from those guys, but these guys over here would pay X. And this kind of alt funding model that you start to see become more and, and more and that's the technology yeah, and it's community generated <laughs> community generated it yeah which is a shame because that was happening in crypto and it got and it yeah. turned into a ponzi scheme so it's it got did. a bad rep which yeah. is a shame because yeah. as you rightfully point out there is a huge yeah. even just look at australian super what did we say it's like yeah. how much it's like the third fourth biggest pool of cash fourth. Yeah, third biggest nation yeah. pool. Yeah, it's a lot of money, it is. and that's all from individuals like forcibly Super. contributing. But contributing. Yeah, yeah we <laughs> don't we don't have a lot of options around whether we contribute or not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still it's 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 an interesting pool that's come from individuals yeah. all pulling together, and that's mm-hmm. a huge power in like dictating markets yeah. where it all goes and everything like that. But then say the same with banks and what you're yeah. touching on, which is. Mm-hmm. This is where a true innovation can come with finance. And yeah. I think financial literacy is really For sure. a hot topic right now. Yeah. Everyone's trying to actually get a grip of what's going on. Yeah. But so, the, there the, is opportunity for things mm-hmm. like that and then 100%. a return on that and then opportunity to actually, I suppose, build something. Because then we have another layer on this and that mm-hmm. is we've got a lot of real world problems. Yep. Like it isn't just cash at the yep. moment. Everyone's feeling the pinch of climate. Sure. Everyone's feeling the pinch of social inequality, which is very much tied to, to money. Yeah. 
there's no doubt about that and opportunity proximity mm. to power i suppose but yeah there's there's this play so then there's a real real opportunity to actually see some of this get put into action and for it to land well yeah is and hopefully those lessons are learned around some of these these schemes that happened off the back of crypto and this is where a lot of people were putting money in to 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 supposedly trustful places where they're getting x return but they the money was getting invested heavily into crypto and so that's all fallen out and everyone's assets have, have yeah. lost so and, and but your point like you, you started with which is i think the main thread to hold on to is that it's about it's ultimately about trust mm-hmm. so the role of banks so if, if for, so let's just use your other analogy of the kind of the king with kind of no clothes on the clothes of a bank are that you trust the institution so the worst thing that can ever happen to a bank is like a run on a bank right so the second you see people you know like a big lineup not that you can find a fucking atm anymore but if you could find an atm um, which is part of part of why they've done that i suspect um (laughs) is that kind of you know you can run on a bank and there's a big lineup everyone starts to freak out because it's ultimately about trust i trust that my money is sitting there but the thing is what i don't have and this is what i think is the true kind of um i guess kind of achilles heel of a lot of these legacy institutions is that technology and tokens allow me to see behind the curtain in terms of if i if it's my money so like in a super fund for example what if like during this kind of more token based i can take my super but i can see who i've actually lent it to yeah and i know because i can see that they're repaying me i can see and actually have a level of trust and what if i have again through tokens and kind of blockchain i have um a mortgage over that asset rather than the bank holding that mortgage and that's that's where i think we're heading over time is that these pools of wealth become something that becomes more community centric in terms of that like it's not you know it's it can be like i think in a in a bad sense kind of lords and serfs but that's kind of what we have now. But in another way, it can actually be more relationship-based and being that, like, while well, I live in a particular place, I've kind of got this money. And it can be a way to do generational wealth transfer in a way that, um, you know, people haven't really thought about. It's like I don't have to keep buying into buying more stock in, I don't know, uh, ExxonMobil, right, to try to kind of, or BHP, to try to find return and get dividends so I can kind of, um, you know, keep driving around the country in my caravan when I'm old. What I can do is I could take that and I could actually lend that money back to my family or people I know or businesses I know and trust. And it becomes a very different way to think. And the trust thing then is two ways. It's one, I can see that you're actually repaying, but then also I have control over the ultimate asset that underpins that, whether that asset's paid for or not. But this is where I think the token economy truly heads is it becomes much more one-to-one and what they've figured out i think that um is the true insight that's got really lost through this whole crypto thing is actually that what it creates is it creates a market for money to find people who need it at a less of an arbitrage which is kind of what the banks would take because their systems are more complex for sure i think you hit on a really good point there the market that it puts in like on top of all the other comments around opportunity and changing sort of the way that we interact with money um for the better in terms of building a new trust a new king's clothes so to speak and maybe it isn't a king maybe it's a whole lot of different people it's just a more nicer analogy like a little friendly simple kind of country person Yeah. yeah 
uh, with clothes. With clothes, <laughs> yeah. I've, but in terms of that changing world. around, yeah. I think that landscape is there in terms of that the people are looking for a different way of doing it. But that your last point around a market and what tokenization does, it gives you a base to build from. Exactly. So if you have a concept and then you have people who are token holders, yeah. they are essentially community supporting that idea, whether it's through cash, attention, other... And then where do you build from? From there is, is a fascinating point when it comes to financing, when it comes exactly. to yeah, building alternative means of distribution and creation. It's a, mm. it's a space that needs to be watched and a space that needs to be interacted with and a space that will no doubt change further and further we get into sort of this, this place. And one thing that we haven't touched on today, which is we're really in a war, economic war at the moment, and mm. that's... A strange thing I don't think we've experienced for a very long time. Different sides of the Iron Curtain mm-hmm. and different curtains even uh, are playing different yep. different tacks with cash and that's coming in off the back of what we've just explained around mm. a pump of money, mm. a loss of asset, but then yep. also not a loss of asset, a loss of liquidity where that's all gone, but then yep. there's a very rich asset class out there at the moment. Yep. And then there is also a war going on which is playing into our food yeah, security. Like, like it so is, there's a no, lot. There's a lot going on for sure, and I, th- I think it's and it is it's all centered around money. It's an int- at least at this stage. Well, I mean, the U.S. You could say, like in U- the Ukraine, for example, is not is not fighting a ground war. What it's actually doing is it's doing two things. It's providing superior technology to a ground force in a country that, over time, will allow that force to to win. Right. So that like it's. It's, you know, whatever you think of the politics of it, that's kind of what they're doing. They're going, here's more, here's better war technology that we can keep pumping in there. And then the thing that they've done to Russia is they've actually cut it out of its ability to trade in U.S. dollars, right? So, and the U.S. dollar is the global um, currency. So it's really the first time America has really, they've done it to Iran in terms of kind of, you know, they've done this in a few other places, but this is the first proper, no, 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 they've cut them out of the system, right? So for Russia over time, all that's going to do is make their ability to do anything more expensive. So it's, it's a, it's really unfortunate and people will suffer in terms of how it actually goes through, but that is the strategy. Mm. The strategy is not a short game. It's actually a long game, but it's transformational in that, you know, for Russia, it doesn't really matter if they win in Ukraine. It's already over, um, over a period of time because they cannot find a way back into that. I don't, I don't think they'll let them. I think they've gone, look, we've had enough now. Um, and that's, that's going to kind of happen over a long period of time. But the thing that it's doing to the U.S. dollar, which is the perverse part of all of this, is it's making, the, it's making it more valuable. So things in U.S. dollars, if you're in the U.S., only get cheaper. So it's a kind of, it's a weird hedge against inflation, whereas if you're needing to buy things in U.S. dollars everywhere else in the world, it becomes more expensive. So and, it's hard if you're a manufacturer. Oh, but it's the, like, <laughs> I'm a bit off-piste, but this has yeah. always been a thing that I've kind of thought about the American economy that is actually its true genius, is that it's actually the world's currency. And if you imagine in a world where we have floating currencies, the U.S. dollar is basically, it's the king of kings. Yeah. And what they then tend to be able to do in situations like this during inflation is that they're able to push it down because the price of their currency goes higher. So therefore what they're buying goods for becomes less and less in terms of over time. So it kind of doesn't matter. And then on the inverse, they can create money, drive it down when they need to. And it's, they can properly use monetary policy, whereas the rest of us kind of 
there's always a different factor that we have to balance out. For sure. And I think that's also why we're seeing some movement around the world because it's, it's once again become clear what where the power structures lie. But then on yeah. top of that, it's also speeding uh, a push in Europe to, to greener energy sources or alternative oh, energy sources. Sure. So there's so much at play the, here and it's all it. off the back of our relationship with money and, yeah. and power I suppose the two go hand in hand but yeah yeah landing this landing this ship I think we've gone <laughs> yeah well where are we in our vista I guess yeah. if we come back to that analogy I think where we probably are is that so like understanding the crevice for no but understanding there. I think like the key takeaways are like so money's really about it's about trust at its ultimate thing but it can be used in multiple different ways and it can be used I think broadly as power play through to kind of mm. something that's more about kind of more partnership based and what I'm interested in is like what we're starting to talk about around kind of tokens and stuff and that's where I think really it's it's interesting to explore kind of those use cases for actually what can happen if you imagine kind of you know building alternative different ways to deliver monetary kind of infrastructure hundred mm-hmm. percent mm. yeah I'd say what I've taken from this this mm. walk is very much sort of a lay of the landscape mm. I think we're in we're trying to exist in I suppose opportunity crevice opportunity <laughs> valley and there's yeah. definite fires and ice ages on either side that's yep. going on um and it is i suppose speaking to legacy around where money is and where power is sit and yep. then uh, we're trying to sort of channel this conversation and where this can be built alternative means of money trust yep. power and exchange and exchange yeah. and creation so i think we can keep walking down there yeah Igno- cool. you got to acknowledge the elephants in the room because that is what is playing and infecting uh, affecting everyone's oh, there's, life there's no the doubt moment. and the cost of money gets higher and higher so and that's a, a huge challenge for people out there so we can't like be completely blind and just talk about opportunity that exists here to build new yeah. systems but that, it's it's also when hard times come that's when opportunity arises to change things exactly and you know like i think in the kind of late 70s last time we saw inflation like this you know really the the end outcome that came out of that was um yeah mtv and the walkman whereas i hope this time it's actually it's but that was the technology that got driven out of that time whereas i think this time the technology i think is much more interesting around where this can go about matching and you know certainly from from all aspects i think there's people who have an appetite to do things differently even just psychologically coming out of a pandemic and their belief in a future that was already written, they were just going to play it out, mm. I think, dramatically changed. So therefore, I would say, you know, the kind of the psychology of the populace is like, oh, okay, there's got to be a different different way. But it's really the opportunity is to take technology and what we would call a financial system, but even like a, it's really about a value Values. transfer system. Mm. And that applies everywhere. Like it's also part of solving climate it's about kind of solving so inequality there's all of these things that can come from probably that part yeah and it's a very ground up approach is sort of where we're hitting here exactly. and, and building that that trust and that governance structure yeah and i think we should investigate the rails as well like which which organizations are actually kind of building yeah. these these blocks these kind of blockchains and these distributed ledgers and how people are trying to approach that now, let's yeah. go there that'll be yeah. that'll be an interesting one the, right. yeah the rails of innovation to build trust from the ground up all right cool yeah. all right <laughs> thanks Pat. thanks Joe. thank you for listening to bau business as unusual subscribe and learn more at baupod.co that's baupod.co